Hey, 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 love and light to each and every one of you guys. Welcome to the Dope Black Chick Podcast, your audio guide to releasing your dopeness. Hey guys, welcome to the Dope Black Chick Podcast. My bad, my bad. Don't beat me up, okay? I have no excuse whatsoever. (laughs) But this is the start of season four, so let's just say it was time for a break. Um, (laughs) Welcome to the show. I am your host, Kimberly Isis Thomas. I am the CEO and creator of IHearThatGirl.com, an empowerment lifestyle site for black women, as well as the host of this amazing podcast, the Dope Black Chick Podcast. Yes, I just honked my own horn toot toot because you know dope black chicks can do that so anyway now that i have that out the way because i felt like it had been so long that since i had last talked to you guys that it was important for me to do an introduction or give you an introduction to this degree so i'm sorry guys i do apologize i have absolutely no excuse um i don't even have a sob story to give you as to why i have not been producing content so you know, another thing a dope black chick does is like cut the shit and tell the truth. So there you go. All right. So <laughs> today's topic is um, really going to be uh, interesting. It's it's a conversation, guys, that I had with a friend of mine. Um, y'all know I've been seeing my my therapist, and uh, I, which I absolutely adore her. She's like everything, and um, it's just really good to have an outlet for your feelings. You know, as as much as I analyze myself, I'm very self-analytical. Um, as much as I do that, it's still like I can't psych myself. You know what I'm saying? Like it's good to have someone on the outside looking in that can really, truly give you um, a better understanding of yourself and the situation that you are actually going through, right? So I've been enjoying this because it gives me even deeper um, perspective on the dynamics of my life and my experiences, how they are affecting me, um, and then also how I reverberate throughout the world um, or throughout this journey, like with other people, how am I affecting other people? Um, Because one thing that I have truly learned is that you know, for every action, there is truly a reaction. And um, I want to be responsible about my reaction. I want to be accountable about what I am doing and my action and my reaction. So anyway, today, um, the topic that came up in conversation was about, you know, being a leader. Somebody called me a leader. You know, those are your qualities. You really have strong leadership qualities. And I was just like, okay. Um, And for some reason, guys, it bothered me a little bit. It bothered me a little bit. And so today's show is dedicated to all the leaders out there. Um, And and we're talking about the sacrifice of leadership. Mind you, this conversation came up around the same time that a very, oh my God, I don't even know how to what adjective would describe him best, but uh, Representative John Lewis had recently passed and um, this conversation came up during his funeral. Um, 
And so I'm like, you know, here's this amazing leader we had, this this strong leader. And then they start showing the story of of John Lewis, you know, it was like a lot of remembrances of all the things that he had to sacrifice to be that leader. And so it, that resonated with me because for me, I was like, yeah, like being a leader, seen as a leader all the time, you know, while some people say that's a great thing, they have no idea of the sacrifices that leaders make. And, um, so I'm going to take y'all down that road today. And we're going to talk about it because I know that there are a lot of you out there. There are a lot of you out there that have been thrust into, you know, the role of leadership. And then there are some of you like myself who just, that is just the role that we were handed at birth. Like you didn't ask for it, but you got it. And you just have leadership qualities about you. So what are you going to do? You know, you can't change yourself. Um, and so you're living this life of as a leader. And so it is truly a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. And um, I want to talk about that. You know, I've been a leader for, for as long as I can possibly remember. Um, one, one question that my therapist asked me was, how far back do you remember, you know, being that justice fighter, you know? And I, as far back as I could go, I, I was young with my siblings. I remember trying to protect them from, you know, yeah, they might've made my mom mad or they did something they didn't have any business doing, but I just was like, punishment is not warranted in this situation. <laughs> Can you imagine? Those were the things I was thinking. I was like, I feel like I was almost like the attorney in the group, uh, in the siblings group. And there's four of us. And so, um, I'm the baby girl and the second uh, to last child. So I'm the third child. And yeah, I just felt like I needed to stand up for them. Like I was always their their represent, representation. <laughs> it's crazy. So it wasn't something that I particularly signed up for. I wouldn't say that I signed up to be the leader. It's just something that was in my nature. You know, I just, I didn't even see it at that time. Of course, as a child, I didn't even know that that was called leadership. I thought the oldest person in the group is the leader. <laughs> you know, my oldest sister, I always looked at her as the leader. Um, So I didn't think that by, you know, opening, cracking open my mouth a lot, because I did, and I used to say no to my mom, and don't do that, that's not fair, you shouldn't do that, you know, I was the one speaking up all the time, I didn't think that that was making me a leader, I didn't think that this is what leaders do, I just did it because it was my nature to question, and to say, I don't think that's fair, I don't think that all of us should do that, or I don't think, you know, um, and, I got the brunt of the whippings for that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why are you talking back? I'm not talking back. It's just, you know, these are just my thoughts. And since you're the only one talking, who's going to get smacked first? It's going to be you. So, yeah, to my siblings, if y'all are listening, I took that sacrifice for y'all. <laughs> but um, 
So, yeah, like leadership qualities, you know, they are always being sought after. You know, if you go to a job, that's one of the biggest things they're looking for. Are you a leader? Do would you consider yourself a leader? Do you have leadership qualities? Um, and those things are praised. But what's not discussed is the sacrifices that leaders take in exchange for that role. We get hit with a lot of things that we have to sacrifice, man. And I think the people who benefit from the leader never really get a full, clear view of that. Um, and if they do, I don't think that they understand the effect that that sacrifice can have on the actual leader, you know? Um, so let's talk about some of the qualities of a, of, of a leader. You know, leaders are protectors. Um, they speak out a lot. They are the justice fighters. They are the problem solvers. They are the first to spring into action a lot. And for me, I'm like, why does that qualify me? You know, if I spring into action first, let's say we in in some some place and a room starts filling up with water. Okay. If I'm the first, or we're in a car, the car falls into the lake and I'm the first one to break the glass. Does that make me a leader because I did something first and the other person was freaking out? I don't, I don't, that's why I say, I don't think I chose to be a leader. I just think it's just my quality is like, that's, those are some of those person personality traits that we have that you just can't help. That's just in your nature. You can't help but to do, you know? Um, and so if you, if I was the first person to, you know, break out the window, everybody would be like, oh, you know, this is such a, you're so, such great leadership qualities. You, you didn't panic. You were level-headed. You're very strategic. And they'll call you all these things. And you're like, no, I just knew I need to get out the, out the car <laughs> before I drowned. I didn't want to drown. Um, and so for a lot of us, for a lot of us, we get caught into um, the role of a leader and we never signed up for it, okay? And follow where I'm going with this. I'm not saying that being a leader is a bad thing because it's not. I actually have high praise for leaders because they are making sacrifices. But I also want to um, acknowledge that not all leaders are people who said, hey, I am going to lead this group. Like they are not the people that have actually said, I sign up to be the leader. A lot of the times people in our lives are leaders just because it's their nature to lead, you know, and um, or it's just their nature. And then we gravitate to those people to lead us. And, and, and so much behind it. Like, I, I don't want to get too deep on it because I only want to keep this around 20 minutes. But the majority of that lays on the brunt of black women with this strong black woman idea. You know, yes, a lot of times we have to spring into action. We have to, like, something's got to be done. What I'm, I'm going to do? Sit there and cry about it, you know? Or am I going to get to work and make something happen? I got to do something. So when we do that, it's not that we signed up to, and, and, and in this situation, in that situation, people love to switch out. Let's switch out instead of leader for independent because, oh, I'm stepping on toes because I can't stand when people try to use the word independent on us. Like, oh, y'all see, that's your problem. You're too independent. Well, somebody got to get it done. 
someone has to do something. So don't try to clown me for being quote unquote independent and which is another word for leader because I am doing something about the situation. I'm trying to fix the situation or I'm trying to move us forward. But a lot of times, you know, when, when black women take action on things that need action, you know, we're automatically cast into the role of a leader or independent, which means to other people, they think, oh, well, you don't need anything. You fine. You're, you're capable, you know, so no one has to look after you. No one has to care for you. And that's the sacrifice I'm talking about. It's like all of a sudden now people think you're bulletproof. I'm not bulletproof. Yes. Can I make it on my own if I have to? But does that mean that I wouldn't want someone to help me along the way? Of course we do. And that's the thing. Like a lot of leaders, we don't get assistance. We don't get help because people think the leader doesn't need help. But the leader bleeds like everybody else. The leader goes through struggles. The leader still has feelings and emotions. The leader, matter of fact, think of it like this. If the leader is at the head of the group going through um, barbed wire fence, who you think getting cut the most? It's the leader. The leader is trying to shield the rest of the group. And the leader is taking the brunt of the pain so that everybody else, even if you do feel pain, is not as bad as what they got. That's what the leader does. But people, for some reason, thinks that the leader, because they're leading, doesn't feel any pain. Oh, we just walking through barbed wire? No, we're not. We're not. We still feel pain. And um, so it was. It, it's very frustrating for me, you know, as a person who grew up always with that title of leader, that I automatically was responsible for everybody, that I automatically... Um, became responsible for myself and that no one was responsible for me, um, that automatically I could take anything that came my way. And there was never any room for grace. Like there was no room for me to be soft. There was no place for me to cry. There was no place for me to say, I need help because everybody assumes you got it. That's the most frustrating thing about being a leader. And, you know, for a leader, it's lonely. No one else is going to understand them and their emotions besides another leader. Like, because a lot of people will not ask them, are you okay? Do you need this? You know, would you uh, appreciate some help? No one's going to ask a leader that because you assume the leader knows everything, they got it all, they, and if they are struggling, they're capable of pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. Like, it's always that. And, you know, the crazy thing about it, I asked myself, I was like, okay, if this is how people see me, and I actually had someone tell me that, <laughs> that you know, this is a guy, he's like, you know, you just seem really capable. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, because I'm capable, you don't feel like you need to be there for me. You don't feel like you need to provide, you know, you, you don't have to go as hard with me because I'm capable. And I just don't, I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that that's fair to a woman who, you know, is good with her household and knows how to run a household 
you know, and she's very capable. She's been doing it for herself. And then she gets with a, a guy and he's just like, well, I don't have to try hard because she already knows how to do it. I'm like, uh, what if she just wants to take a break? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just saying, does she, is she not afforded a break because she was able to do it on her own? You know, I don't know, man. Y'all tell me what you think, but that, so that, that gets on my nerves sometimes and it affects majority it affects black women. It does. And of course, you know, men have their own leadership issues, but I'm a woman. So I'm gonna talk from a woman's perspective. And, um, for me, that's one of the biggest ones. It's like, I'm seen as so capable that a guy feels like I don't need anything from him. And I'm just like, what, who told you, you that I don't need y'all now my daddy, my daddy, you know, of course, he's uh, very strong and very and uh, totally recognizes that I'll always need him. That's what my father, you know, thinks is like, you will always need me. And I think it's that safety that I've been just really looking for um, in a mate is that is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone that has like my dad raised me to be strong and capable. But at the same time. He's always going to be there for me. Like, it's not like she's strong and capable, so I can just walk away. It's like she's, I raised her to be strong and capable in case I'm not there. You know, that's, that's a huge difference than, oh, you're strong and capable, so you don't need me anymore. I'm out. You know, and, and I think that's something that I search for is someone who, you know, can say, yes, she is very strong and capable. So if she didn't, if, if, you know, I wasn't around for her, I know that she would be okay, but I still want to be, I want to be there for her. I want to, you know? Um, so anyway, you know, I, I, so I'm questioning myself and I'm like, what, how do I change this perspective, this leader perspective that people are seeing me because I never told walked into a room and told everybody I was gonna lead them out of out of the Egypt land. Like I never said that. So how do I change that perspective? Because the guy was like um he was like yeah that's that's just the vibe you give off. Like you you're very capable. I'm like okay you keep using capable but um so I'm like how do I change there's something I can do different and then I'm like but my personality won't let me be anything other than that. Cause like, if I, if I am in a situation and I see someone, you know, being treated wrong, I'm going to say, you know, that's wrong. Why are you talking to that person? Like that? I automatically jump in. That's me. That's just my personality. If I don't do that, I'm going to feel some kind of way. I'm probably going to beat myself up half of the day. Like why you didn't stand up for them people? Because that's just who I am. And if my personality won't let me be anything other than me, then I'm now stuck with a burden of responsibility that comes with accepting the role of leader, you know? And, and I'm just like, what do you do? What do you do in a situation like that? You know, I'm going to be ignored because as a leader, I'm seen as capable, you know, on my own. And I'm just like, hold on y'all. I got alarms going off here which means i'm over time but 
you know, you're going to be ignored because you're seen as capable on your own. And it's this truly, truly, truly lonely, you know, place as a leader. Um, and if you're a leader, I'm, I'm pretty sure you are relating to this one here. So I'm not going to leave y'all just like, dang, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm not going to leave y'all like that. I am going to give you this. These are some things that I came up with on how to deal with that, that feeling of isolation um, as a leader that sometimes we do go through. And so the number one thing that I learned was to accept my role. Um, and I didn't necessarily say I'm accepting that I'm a leader. Mm -mm. What I said was I accept that my personality won't let me stand for somebody, you know, being mistreated. I accept that my personality, you know, makes me speak out. I accept that my personality makes me spring into action. I accept that my personality, if sees something that's wrong, tries to fix it. So these are not bad things. And I'm proud of those traits and I'm happy to, to have them. So I will accept those. So that was the first thing. And then I had to be okay with the sacrifices I make or the choices I make at each step. So now I have to understand, like, I never told anybody that I'm their leader. But when I choose to speak up for someone, that I need to be okay with the sacrifice that comes with speaking up for someone. Or, you know, however, whatever action I take, I am now being okay with that. It makes me think a little bit more. So I'm not going to be showing up as a leader all the time, maybe. Um, and I'm okay with that. And, and, and so I'm making conscious decisions about my personality traits and how I use them. And then ultimately, I just know that there are so many amazing leaders out there that I will continue to celebrate them and be that void, uh, be that filler for the void that they don't get someone to ask about them. So when I notice a leader, a person with leadership abilities, I will definitely step up and say, hey, do you need assistance with anything? I love how you're moving. I love, you know, your your personality and your character. And so I just want to make sure, do you need some assistance or just some support in some kind of way? Like those are things that I can consciously do. And I just hope that the universe gives that back to me that someone else will do the same for me. So yeah, that's, that's today's episode on leadership, man. It's the sacrifice of leaders. And, um, I really just, I was thinking about, uh, Reverend C.T. Vivian and John Lewis and thinking about all those sacrifices they made, you know, for us to be able to do a lot of the things that we do. And, um, so many times I wonder if anybody ever said, do you, do you need help? You know, they've always been at our aid as black Americans. They've always been there for, for us because we saw them as leaders um, through the toughest of times when we were, you know, disconcerted and they just really stepped in. But of course they were feeling the pains just as much as we were, if not more. So, um, yeah, that that's this is definitely a tribute to leaders and the sacrifice of our leaders. Um, so rest in peace to them both. And I hope you guys, if there are any leaders listening, which I know there are, I hope that this can give you some kind of solace 
some kind of understanding that you're not alone um, and that your qualities are not something to begrudge, but maybe it's something that you can value and honor the actual qualities and not so much the role. Let's, let's try to shy away from just being accepted into the role and more like I accept my, my, my traits. How about that? I think that's what we should be doing, right? Because we can get swallowed into that hole that somebody else set up for us. They give us that role and we just go into it. And you don't really have to. You can just acknowledge your traits, right? So I hope that makes it easier for someone who's listening. Um, and that's it for this week's show. Y'all know what to do. Head on over and make sure that you are subscribed to the show. Make sure that you like the show, comment, rate the show, share the Dope Black Chick podcast. Make sure you let people know there's a Dope Black Chick talking Dope Black Spit. Follow us on um, Instagram at the Dope Black Chick. And until next time, peace and blessings.